This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn how operating differently can help you overcome the pressures facing your dealership today at reyrey.com slash operate differently. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News here in Detroit. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, Ford and SK land a $9.2 billion federal loan for battery plants. Some promising EV brands are struggling despite a strong U.S. market. And traffic deaths in the U.S. are down so far this year. Plus, J.D. Power's Frank Hanley joins the show to talk about the firm's 2023 initial quality study, which gave remarkably high marks for Stellantis brands. The work they put in definitely, you know, has brought them to that top of the rank chart and, you know, they earned where they're at. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. The U.S. Energy Department intends to loan a joint venture of Ford and South Korean battery maker SK On up to $9.2 billion. It would help finance construction of three battery manufacturing plants in Tennessee and Kentucky. The conditional commitment for the low-cost government loan for the Blue Oval SK joint venture comes from the government's Advanced Technology Vehicles Manufacturing Loan Program. Last year, the department awarded a joint venture of General Motors and LG Energy Solution $2.5 billion to help finance new lithium-ion battery cell manufacturing facilities. The loan to Ultium Cells LLC is for facilities in Ohio, Tennessee, and Michigan. Some of last year's darlings of the EV market are off to a slow start in the U.S. this year. They include Kia and Rivian. They're struggling with lingering supply chain issues, steep price cuts by segment leader Tesla, and the loss of the federal EV tax incentive because of tougher eligibility rules. Overall, Experian data show that EV registrations grew 72% in the U.S. in the period from January to April. That was powered by a four-fold increase by Mercedes-Benz and a 20-fold increase for BMW as both brands topped 10,000 new registrations in the first four months. Tesla, the world's EV leader, saw 52% growth in the period. Among the other EV stragglers, Nissan, Porsche, Cadillac, and Lucid. New vehicle quality is getting worse. That's according to J.D. Power's 2023 initial quality study. After recording the most problems in more than three decades last year, the results this year are even worse. J.D. Powers says technology is more prevalent, which creates more opportunities for problems to arise. Issues are also cropping up with basic vehicle functions, such as the ease of opening doors. On average, owners reported 192 problems per 100 vehicles industry-wide, up from 180 a year earlier and 162 in 2021. Stellantis was the big winner in the survey. Dodge, Ram, and Alfa Romeo took the top ranks, while Ford, Lincoln, and Toyota all slid. Stay tuned for my interview with J.D. Power's Frank Hanley later in the show. And U.S. traffic deaths fell slightly in the first three months of 2023. That's despite more miles being driven. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration estimates about 9,300 people died in vehicle crashes in the first three months of the year, down 3.3% from the same period in 2022. That decrease happened alongside a 2.6% increase 
in vehicle miles traveled. The first quarter data marks the fourth straight quarterly decline in traffic deaths after seven consecutive quarters of increases that started in the third quarter of 2020, in the first year of the pandemic. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, EV sales are up, but why are so many brands struggling? Yeah, you know, it really is a, a mix of factors, kind of unique uh, recipe of, uh, of bad news for each brand. Lucid has really struggled against Tesla's price cuts. You know, they kind of came in at the high end of the market, but cuts to the Model S that it really competes head to head with have, have undermined that brand. You know, Cadillac and Nissan and Rivian have all had production delays to, you know, really coveted products. I mean, uh, the Cadillac Lyric and the Nissan Aria, you know, there's huge demand for them, but they just can't get them out the door. And of course, Kia, uh, like a lot of other brands from overseas that don't yet make EVs in North America, has really struggled with the implementation of the uh, Inflation Reduction Act and its tax credits on purchases. We're seeing those brands adjust. Kia is now offering the EV tax credit that's available for leased vehicles and doesn't have as many restrictions on it. They're using that widely. I think we're going to see that a lot more across the board. Should be a lot more interesting developments throughout the year. Interesting stuff. Coming up, we'll dig more into J.D. Power's new initial quality study with the firm's Frank Hanley. That's next on Daily Drive. Economic uncertainty, vehicle affordability, and ever-increasing customer expectations are threatening the profitability and efficiency gains you've made over the last couple of years. You may be finding the strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. You offer online options so customers can begin the buying process remotely, but your salespeople have to rebuild the deal or correct it during the in-store appointment. You ask your advisors to be proactive about calling customers to get work approved, but still wind up with occupied bays and stalled jobs when the customer doesn't answer the phone. Your business office clerks are trying to process deal jackets faster, but funding still takes weeks. The strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. Getting better at outdated and inefficient processes will only get you so far. Let's face it, Netflix isn't a household name because they got really good at mailing DVDs. And nearly half of Apple's revenue comes from the iPhone, not from the computers the company was founded on. These companies evolved as new challenges presented themselves instead of sticking with the status quo. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to operate differently. Finding new and innovative ways to operate is essential to effectively managing the pressures facing your dealership. Visit reyrey.com slash operate differently to get started. That's reyrey.com slash operate dash differently. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. For decades, automakers scored better and better each year on J.D. Power's annual study of new car quality. The market research company had to keep adding questions for consumers to find more problems so that the scores for each brand could be meaningfully different. But lately, amid the pandemic and chip shortage, the trend has decidedly reversed. And the firm's senior director for auto benchmarking, Frank Hanley, says he doesn't see those problems going away anytime soon. I spoke with Frank about the trends in quality problems and some of the study's winners and losers. Frank Hanley, welcome back to Daily Drive. Hi, thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. If you would have shown this ranking to me 10 or 20 or 25 years ago, I, I would have thought it was a joke. Dodge, Ram, and Alfa Romeo way ahead of everybody, and then GM, for the most part, leading everyone else. 
what's going on here? I mean, we, we've seen good results from the Stellantis brands in recent years, but this is just kind of remarkable. Yeah, I mean, they obviously have put in a lot of hard work. When we look at, you know, the improvements that we've seen on their brands, some big improvements and problems from them overall, you know, double-digit improvements for a couple of their brands, they definitely put in hard work. I mean, they've earned where they're at, big improvements on radios and safety systems on their vehicles, showing double-digit improvements. So, you know, the work they put in definitely, you know, has brought them to that top of the rank chart and, you know, they earned where they're at. So it's definitely a reflection of what their quality has been the past couple of years and improving. And not as much uh, new model introduction or redesign models this year. No, I mean, there are brands that are at the top with with Dodge and Ram and Alfa Romeo. I mean, there are vehicles that are carryover. I mean, we always know, you know, new model launches tend to be more problematic than carryover models. But um, their, their lineup this year was almost all carryover. So, um, you know, if the opportunity to improve on those models that they already have information on to make them better and better. But the, the gap was uh, was bigger than the typical lag between a redesign and a carryover model. So clearly it's it's also a matter. It's not just uh, having the right hand, having the right lineup. They're actually putting in the work. Nope, they're definitely putting in the work. I mean, for the numbers that were they're shading off with their infotainment systems and radios that are coming down. It's not just a typical year over year improvement. It's definitely, you know, hard fought after improvements they're making on their models. So what about Chevrolet, GMC, and Cadillac also uh, doing very well? And Buick as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to skip Buick, ranked number four. Is it another case of not a lot of new models? So they do have lighter launches this year or launches that were, you know, lower penetration vehicles like Cadillac does have the Lyric this year. But I mean, obviously, this is their first EV very low penetration for them. So a lot of carryover models. Chevrolet had no new models this year. But I mean, General Motors is also another brand that we see like year after year, they're putting in the hard work. You know, if they see a problem on their vehicle, they tackle it and go after it. And next year, try to, you know, correct as much as they can when it's issued out there. So, you know, again, another brand where we see, you know, they see the customer issues and they go out there and fix them. And, you know, it shows with them staying at the top of the rank charts. When I was a beginning auto reporter. I mean, it was almost a boring story because Toyota, Honda, and Lexus just dominated by so much. And then for a while, you know, Hyundai and Kia got remarkably good. What's going on with those companies now, particularly Toyota? Is this a pandemic related thing or are they trying to do too much? Uh, What's going on there? Um, I mean, what we're seeing with Toyota is Toyota, you know, they had some new technology they've introduced on their vehicles. So Toyota did launch a new radio on the Tundra last year. You know, it was kind of problematic. They grew it out to other vehicles this year. You know, so as those new technologies are coming into their car, they tend to be more problematic. You know, Tundra, they did fix a bunch of the problems on it this year. So it did improve. But, you know, they got those issues on the new models that they rolled it out to with, you know, so technology always is another thing being in the industry. You know, you try to introduce new technologies to update your cars and, you know, it's hard to get right on the first pass. You know, there's so much that goes into cars anymore besides the tuner radios that, you know, we used to have back in the 80s where you just turn a dial. You know, there, there's so much more now that launching these new technologies can be really problematic for a brand. I know technology is really important and a, and a real challenge, but you also flagged some problems with basic things like doors that have become a common problem. Is that because handles are being redesigned to be like more aerodynamic or just differentiated and maybe adding complexity? 
So, I mean, what we are seeing with things that are kind of simple that you go like, well, it's door handle. I've had door handles on cars for, you know, since the inception. So how do they get worse? So, I mean, what we are seeing is, you know, as the electric vehicles are trying to be more aerodynamic, so they save some of that mileage by cutting down on that wind drag. So with the pivoting out door handles and the popping out door handles that kind of slide out as you approach the car, as we see, you know, those door handles being implemented on vehicles, they're definitely more problematic people are having you know a hard time with them um you know i'm i'm here in detroit you know in the winter the cars ice over and all of a sudden your doorbell handle doesn't pop out and how do i get in the car all of a sudden so picture you know your five-year-old child trying to get in the back door with a handle that you have to push in to get it to pop out and use the other hand to pull and all of a sudden the five-year-old doesn't know how to get in the car anymore <laughs> so you have to open the door for him every time so i mean it's creating a unique set of problems with with what we're seeing on evs so it's so interesting all right. You also flagged uh, back to some of the technology, some rising problems with safety systems, forward collision warning, lane keeping assist. I know people, they have issues with some of these technologies, the lane departure warnings that beep at you. Are the systems getting worse or are they maybe just more prevalent? Um, it's definitely more prevalent. I mean, we have ADAS features uh, when we look at the penetration rate at all time high this year. When we look at the primary you know, types of systems that are out there with lane keep, forward collision, blind spot, we're almost an 80% penetration in the industry this year. So, I mean, that, that's a lot of people having these safety systems now. You know, there's still some curve. I'm getting, you know, these newer people who are just experiencing for the first time to understand them. But I mean, really what we're seeing, it's still a lot of issues with the people are just finding the alerts they're getting you know distracting i mean when when you're changing lanes and you intend to change lane and all of a sudden the car is beeping at you it, it kind of freaks people out <laughs> so um it, it depends on the type of alerts and that's what we're seeing you know depending on the type of alert you give to customers you know the, the chiming tends to you know cause the most type of problems for customers versus you know vibrating the steering wheel or vibrating the seats or just a light illuminating. So we are seeing, you know, the customers that are getting the chimes are reporting more problems because, you know, if you're driving and you change lanes and it goes off, all of a sudden, you know, the person sitting in the seat next to you goes, oh, you're not driving so great. Yes, it is not a, does not build confidence. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm wondering if there are impacts or influences from the pandemic. You know, maybe it's uh, more because the trim levels tended to skew higher uh, when supply was so short. Maybe there's a, a you know greater preponderance of technology usage, and uh, you also had noted the redesign models having 11 more problems than carryovers. I'm wondering if there's maybe some pent up uh, redesigns <laughs> coming out that that people didn't try to launch in 2021. Yeah. Um, actually, I think it's the opposite. I mean, I think what happened is, as everybody was working from home, so a lot of the redesigns had been put on hold. I mean, so some of these life cycles for these brands that we talked about working better are, are dragging out because they just weren't there to, to make move those redesigns forward. So they are dragging out. And I think, you know, that's part of the problem I, I think we're seeing with the industry too, is we do have these people working from home and, and not being physically in front of the properties to, you know, fix things. You know, after two years of declines, big declines in the industry, I mean, 30 problems per 100 vehicles in two years, highest it's ever been. You know, there's something definitely going on from the pandemic that's lingering, that these things are not getting, uh, you know, fixed and we're getting more problems because it's not one thing that's deteriorating in the industry. There are a multitude of things. I mean, every little like attribute, we asked 233 attributes and 44% of them get worse. 
So there's a bunch of little things that are adding up to this big problem count. So there's just a lot of little things going wrong and it's adding up to big problems for customers. Frank Hanley, Senior Director of Auto Benchmarking at JD Power. Thanks again for joining me today. No problem. Anytime. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News Coordinating Producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Lawrence Iliff, Lindsey Van Hulley, and Audrey LaForest for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on vehicle quality, battery manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with TransUnion Satyan Merchant about the company's new study on the impact of unsettled vehicle values on lenders and consumers. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.